are back again with another episode of the Hood Health Report with your hosts, KV. And Celine. And today we are going to talk about a topic that kind of came and went real fast. We didn't really sit on it that much. And um, today we just want to do some exposing of all of the things. So today we're going to talk about the Brett Favre welfare scandal. So if you haven't heard about this, this was pretty much the biggest welfare scandal that the state of Mississippi has seen. The Department of Human Services misappropriated about $77 million. This was with Brett Favre and some other organizations that we're going to get into. So this first article is by CBS and it gives a very good overview, good explanation of the misappropriation, the misuse of the funds. The money came from the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, a program, a federal program that's for child care assistance, job preparation, and work assistance. On September 22, 2022, former executive director of the Mississippi Department of Human Services pled guilty for one count of conspiracy and one count of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds. So the two organizations that were in charge of these funds to make a healthier Mississippi were the Mississippi Community Education Center and the Family Resource Center. They were the organizations that ran a statewide program called Families First for Mississippi. However, in the summer of 2017, Brett Favre began to ask then-Governor Phil Bryant for money for the volleyball stadium. Now, fun fact about this, his daughter was playing volleyball at his alma mater for University of Southern Mississippi at the time. So in reality, he just wanted to make the campus better for his child. And he used that with Department of Human Services funds. And even though he may say that he was unaware that this was a bad thing to do or was this illegal, you can see in some text messages and a lot of correspondence where he asked if this would get back to him and if he had this money and it was handed over to him, would his name be traced to this organization, to these funds? So that there is an admission of guilt. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, you that's, that's, going on. you know what's going on if you don't want your name tied to it. So there's that. In addition to the money for the stadium, Brett Favre was also given $1.1 million that was supposed to be payment for speeches at events and different promotions that never occurred. When they ran, when the investigation went on, and they found that these events that he was supposed to speak at never even attended them, let alone spoke at them. So that $1.1 million, they, they were looking for that back. He ended up having to pay that money back over the years, but he still owes interest on that money. About 228000 was it? 228000 in interest that he has not paid still to this day. And this was from money received in 2017. So I think what kind of happened is the second time around he was asking for money for the stadium. It was $5 million for the football stadium. But at that point, they were already investigating him. They were already looking into it. So that money never got awarded. And 
he was trying to have an indoor stadium um, yeah. to, to, who were they trying to woo? Deion Sanders' they son. Wanted they wanted him to go there and they felt like if they had a nice stadium, an indoor stadium that would like get him, you know, involved and wanting to be at the school. And he, I think he made like some, some posts about that too or text messages. I can't remember, remember exactly, but he was like, if we get the indoor stadium, then, you know, I need y'all support. It would just really help, you know, with uh, allowing us to get better players and stuff of that nature. Yeah, he directly stated that he was trying to woo Deion Sanders' mm -hmm. son, and he knew that when he got to the school, he was going to ask about an indoor stadium. So he used this as reasons to try to get a rush on the funds for the indoor stadium. Mm -hmm. And this was in 2019. Mm -hmm. But just over a month later, the text messages the text messages show that he was really, really trying to pressure him. So who knows what set off that investigation, if it was that chain of text messages or if it was going on before that. But clearly it got out of hand because I already gave money for a volleyball stadium. Now you want a football stadium. Now they've been giving you your own basically a salary for this these these companies when this is literally earmarked for needy families in Mississippi. So. So after the eight month long investigation, they realized that there had been $98 million worth of federal welfare funds that was awarded to the two nonprofits over the span of three years. And tax records also showed that money had been given to Brett Favre's foundation, Far for Hope, $130,000 to University of Southern Mississippi Athletics Foundation. And that $130,000 was earmarked for to support underserved tax records also show that money was funneled through Favre's foundation, Favre for Hope, which was $130,000, was meant for support to underserved and disabled children and breast cancer patients. But the bottom line for him has always been athletics, so forget the needy families, forget the cancer patients and the sickly children and everybody that needs that money. Let's get these stadiums together and let's pad our own pockets, basically. So in May of 2020, the Department of Human Services filed a lawsuit against 38 defendants. 38 people were involved in these two organizations that put out almost $100 million worth of TAMF funds. The article that I was looking into was called The Brett Favre's Involvement in Mississippi Welfare Scandal Draws Outrageous and Indifference. And what I took away from that article the most was that I didn't realize that Mississippi was already the lowest funded, well, the lowest funded state for people who are in poverty. So um, they said that the federal data shows that there's like in 2020, that the state spent less than 5% of about three, or about $3.7 million in assistance for poor families. And that's compared to like the national rate, which is 22%. So imagine only 5% of the money being spent on people that are in poverty and it's already the poorest state in the United States. It just, it just shows. And then I don't remember, well, I know we talked about this like when I did the water crisis episode, basically when we were talking about Jackson, Mississippi, 
something that I, I that keeps on coming up is like whenever something happens in Mississippi, they point the finger at everybody else but themselves. So like with this whole scandal, you know how you just named out there's like 38 people involved. As I'm going through it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this person's in there. And then it's this person, and it's this person, and then the next person's like, oh well, this person has something to do with it. So it's it's kind of like a repetitive thing for them. Like they just keep on finding themselves trying to dig a well, they're digging a hole, but they're just adding more people and they're putting the blame on everybody else but themselves. But obviously, the money is never going where it's supposed to be going from this jump, which is very sad. Right, because that was the shocking part mm -hmm. for me about this article was that only 5% of mm -hmm. the earmarked funds were actually going towards these needy families. So it was like, this was a thing before they even mm -hmm. came into play asking for these monies, even if it was for these frivolous things or things that Brett Favre could have easily paid for out of pocket. Athletes, celebrities, people, they'll spend $5, 10000000 million on a school, get their name on a few buildings, and that's that. Mm -hmm. He did not have to use these funds that were marked for these families. But like I said, I guess when you see wrongdoing happening, you just keep on going. Because my question is, what was happening to that other percentage of money before it was being used for all of these stadiums? Because if it was supposed to be 22% of the funds going to families and only what 5% was going to families, that's a lots of millions of dollars just unaccounted for. So it's probably some more names that need to be on this list and this investigation needs to go back a few more years, but yeah. whole nother topic for a whole nother day. And it's funny because some of the articles mentioned like the state auditor, <laughs> they do not like the state auditor right now because he, yeah. he is doing his job. Like he's trying to get to the bottom of it. And I, I think that's important because that's so much money. Y'all were telling me y'all have no idea where this money is going to like it's been going on at least since 2017, but like like we're saying, it's more more than likely been happening for years before that. It's just now becoming public knowledge. And even now, it's like a lot of people aren't talking about it. It's, this should be like out or outrage. Everybody should be outraged that the money is being spent on everything but the people that need it the most. Yeah, when it's something that goes on with our black athletes, that stays in the media for weeks or months at a time. They're crucified. Why would they do these things? And one of the tweets I saw a few months ago that actually um, really made me want to do this when they were talking about football player mm -hmm. Jameis Winston, I think his name was. And they were like, him stealing some crab legs at the store was more media was, was covered by the media more than this was because they just kind of mentioned this and swept it right under the rug. And even now, they kind of frame it as Brett Favre did no wrongdoing in the case when it's like the wrongdoing is the fact that you accepted the money to do anything with it. That wasn't your money to have. They were going through these foundations for families in Mississippi and then they were trying to say that, oh, well, we're going to use this money to rent out space for meetings or something. Mm -hmm. But the article said that the funds specifically, the, the, the guidelines for the funds specifically stated that you could not use it for brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. So that was already against the guidelines as well. And the thing about this article, this was the ESPN article. I almost wanted to do away with it because it was so emotionally charged. Mm -hmm. Like they wanted you to yeah. truly feel what sorry. it felt like yeah. and feel sorry for him. And 
oh, when you walk into this bar, everything's covered in Brett Favre, this and this and that. And so the article was very, it was a hard read. It was a hard read for me because it, it, it was definitely trying to soften the blow of his actual dealings. So, well, you know, I like to play devil's advocate. Okay. So when I was reading the article and watching the video, I'm like, well, what, well, what if he didn't know? Mm -hmm. Which, which I know he definitely knew something. We're not sure what he knows, but he definitely knew something because he made that little text message about I'm too old to be in federal prison. Yes, you know, the, little, <laughs> the sunglasses, like make sure, making sure nothing is traced back to me. So he knows something. But let's just say he didn't know that the money was coming from these places. At the end of the day, you have your own money. You did not go to any of the appearances. So why were you? Why did you feel the need to get paid for those types of things if you weren't there doing your job? Like, mm -hmm. and I feel like he does feel a little bit, bit you know, not. I wouldn't even say that he feels guilty because I don't know. But I mean, are you paying back the money because you're caught? Or are you paying back the money because you know that that's the right thing to do? Like, that's the kind of question I would have. Because he called. Yeah, okay. Because he still <laughs> didn't pay the interest back. Right, he did it because yeah. he felt that pressure. He had that pressure to. And what makes me feel like he guilty, he did that shit and he know that he did it. This part from the article. His new attorney, a former yeah. top lawyer in the Trump White House. Sorry, not sorry. If you going to get Trump's lawyers, you ain't do no right. Ain't no good in you. You did whatever they said they did. That's just how I feel about the situation. Because yeah. everybody knows that Trump's lawyers had to do a whole lot of hiding, a whole lot of finagling to keep him out of jail or from under fire of different situations that he had the country in under his presidency. So... That to me screamed guilty that he went and got Trump's lawyers. So that that yeah, and they still haven't necessarily charged um, him of anything because his argument or what they're arguing is that he did not know where the money was coming from. He did no wrongdoings by you know accepting the money for the school. He was just trying to build up the the stadiums. They also are trying to say that the stadiums were going to be used to like help everybody with wellness, but we all know how facilities that are being uh, used for school academic wise, they're not getting used by the poor pop, uh, poor population. So it's, it's going to be a long, a longer investigation, I feel like, into it just so they can just figure out how they can charge him. But they're definitely trying to find any loophole to get around, you know, the situation, which is sad because I feel like if it was a black person, they would already be in jail. They would already be in jail. Like, imagine if this was Deion Sanders. They have locked up our black athletes for less. So yeah. I am pretty sure if it was a black athlete, they would have at least been booked. They mm -hmm. might have bailed out or something, but they, they would have some serious charges their way and they wouldn't just be able to say, well, I didn't know that it was coming from the, 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 the temporary need funds. But my thing is, where did you think, what did you think the government funds yeah. were supposed to be used? You called the governor. Yeah. You got the governor and you're going through nonprofit organizations to fund school things and school activities. Like that's, that's not the normal course of things anyway. So he, he knew what he was doing. He's very guilty, very guilty. Another thing that I think is interesting because I, I, like I said, I like to play devil's advocate with these types of things. I think that it's interesting 
Well, his other argument was, you know, they're using him because he's a big name. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of big names. In, well, actually, all of them are kind of big names. But there's a couple other big names in there, too. Like, there's some WWE wrestlers um, that have been using the money. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see what the media has to say about those types of things. I also know that he isn't a fan of the fact that everybody is talking about him. So, like, he's he's trying to make lawsuits for people as defamation of character. And I'm just like, wow, it's not like people are saying anything against you that's wrong. And that's what the auditor basically said. He said everything that we're saying is true. Um, we're looking at the accounts. We're looking at the funds. We're looking at the text messages. So, you're trying to say that we're uh, using defamation of character on you isn't the case. Um, these are the facts. The biggest question for me is how he would think that he would be so innocent if all of these other people have already been charged who have or pled guilty, or pled guilty yeah. and given up text messages or other emails or just any type of correspondence that would find him guilty. Mm-hmm. CNN's article reported the different people who were involved who has been charged and pled guilty so far. Now, I'll keep the names out of it, but I will tell their positions. So in the wake of the audits, six people were charged with wrongdoing and five have pleaded guilty. The former director of the Mississippi Department of Human Services pleaded guilty to two federal counts and 18 state counts. The founder of the nonprofit Mississippi Community Education Center pleaded guilty to charges of bribery, fraud, mail fraud and racketeering. Her son, which was her assistant, assistant executive director of the center, pleaded guilty to bribery, fraud, and mail fraud. An accountant for the center pleaded guilty to conspiracy. A former professional wrestler who received needy family funds for fake work pleaded guilty to making fraudulent statements. In addition, the Mississippi Department of Human Services brought a civil lawsuit against more than 35 people and entities, including Favre and the Mississippi Community Education Center, to recover some of the funds. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the most perplexing part for me, is that everybody involved in this is guilty, but somehow he hasn't been found guilty yet? If the person that gave you money is guilty, the person that approved the funds is guilty, the entity that approved the funds and dispersed the funds is guilty, why wouldn't the person that received the funds be guilty? Mm -hmm. Literally, it's just like a case of a big name. Mm -hmm. White man with a big name can weasel his way out of everything, I guess. Yeah. For now. For now, for now, for now, for now uh, hopefully. I just feel like eventually it's, it's catching up. His time is running out with this one. And this is one that can really get the community involved mm-hmm. because, like I said, it's taken directly from those families. So it could be a situation where the public outcry could definitely influence. You know what's so sad about that, though? As I was reading some of the articles, it might have been the CNN one, the one we were talking about earlier. Um, a lot of the families, they're just so poor that they don't even have the, the means the, to even, you know, have time to put this in the forefront of their position. Like, they're worried about getting gas. They're worried about keeping their lights on. They're mm-hmm. worried about getting food that day. Like, these are people that are extremely poor. So I think it would be nice if they could do that. I don't know how like how 
How we would need someone to stand in the gaps for them, somebody with that power, some, you know, big lawsuit that picks up these cases, Mm -hmm. these, um, what do you want to call them? I guess humanitarian, Mm -hmm. like, you you know, type of cases. We would definitely need somebody to to, to step into that gap to be a voice for the people of Mississippi because, you know, individually there's not much they can do without the funds to truly be a presence in such a large case. Because the people that are supposed to be doing it for them aren't even doing it for them, so. Right, the governor approved all of this, Mm -hmm. so there's that. Supposed to be fighting for the people aren't fighting for the people in this case. Sports Illustrated. Okay, you can go. Oh, this is the one about the drugs. So, um, on top of the money that was being allocated towards the facilities for volleyball, football, things of that nature, um, Brett also was working with a drug company in order to like start up a concussion line. I guess that would be would be a concussion line. Essentially, yeah. Two different drug companies that were working on medications to treat concussions or to yeah. prevent concussions. So the interesting thing about both of the ones that are these companies are that none of the information that they are putting out is real or relevant. Um, so they have not done any trials on humans, but they were claiming that this these products work for concussions. They also said, well, once they started getting caught up in you know the, their issues, they, they said, well, we never said that we were saying that we had tested it on people. We were just saying that you know it, we, we think it would work. But that's not what was going on because if you like watch the videos back of them like trying on, they're like, oh yeah, the concussion will go away in 30 minutes, stuff of that nature. Um, the other person who is also a founder or co-founder for the concussion line said that he had no idea that the money was coming from welfare money and he was all, he's always been an upstanding person when it comes to research. But as you go through the article, you can just kind of see how that like starts to fall apart because everything he's saying is just like, oh, well, you know, I didn't know this or I didn't know that. It's like, what, what do you know then? If this is what you're doing, this is your company, you should be in front of your company. You should be the person that everybody is coming through and everything should be coming through you. So how do you not have any information about how all this stuff isn't going the way that it's supposed to be going? As he was promoting the drugs for various television radio appearances, they discovered that there is no actual research that has been conducted for human regardings for their effectiveness. And as someone who works in public health and has been a part of research and done clinical trials, that's very important. Like, you're, you're telling the public that this stuff is going to work and you're having people buy it because you're a big name, like a household name to these people. So the two companies that were working to develop those nasal sprays to help treat concussions, um, it has been found out that they are not doing actual research and they're not being conducted on humans 
regarding their effectiveness. And so for all the television promotions and radio appearances that they have created to promote these products, they're falsely advertising this information to the public, which can be harmful because as a, a person that is a consumer, you're buying things thinking that you're, you're going to see the results that you're going to see and you're not getting those results or you're, they haven't even really been tested on humans. You're a guinea pig. <laughs> and I hate to say it like that, but that's basically what they're doing to people. And they, they basically just said that they didn't have any idea that the money that they were even getting funded was welfare money. So it's like, what, what were y'all doing with the money that y'all were supposedly even supposed to be testing and doing all these other things for? Do you have anything? <coughs> The most, the craziest part about this article was that Brett Favre had lied about affiliations or who would be involved with this drug research. He lied and said that the league's chief medical office would be involved, that the vice president for health and safety innovation would be involved. He said that they had the backing of the NCAA's chief medical officer as well, and none of these things were true. But for me, this is another thing that goes back to the researcher. Mm -hmm. As a researcher, you know that there's this thing called conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. So you can't really conduct research effectively with the people that will be directly you know, benefiting from it. So if the NFL is giving money to give you concussion, to do concussion research, you can kind of fudge the numbers to see it gets dicey it reminds me of how the with um drug vaccines cause autism thing mm -hmm. that study was done by somebody trying to create a new vaccine so if there is a conflict of interest in the people that are funding the research and involved in the research kinds of make the research just null and void like it's not credible it's not credible research if the nfl is giving money to have you say something. Mm -hmm. So that was the most alarming part for me. Not even the fact that they were just going around putting this cream on, using this nasal spray in these demonstrations claiming that it would prevent a concussion as if they could simulate a concussion to show the people. I would be like, okay, well let me throw a brick upside your head and see if you come out of it in 20 seconds. <laughs> that, I mean, if you were interviewing me, that would have been my reply like, okay, well how do we really test if it prevents or shortens or whatever the concussion, so. Yeah, their research are guilty too. May not be guilty as far as knowing that the funds were from from the Department of Human Services, but he knew that this research was was not credible and that this was just a money grab. Yeah, a money grab. And um, while I'm thinking about it, I think both of the companies are now, you know, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. they're they're done. For, mm -hmm. So. Because nobody wants to follow up with giving that funding, knowing that you've already used unsavory tactics to secure funds, and then you were out there misleading the public mm -hmm. with these fake findings. So, yeah, I'm sure these companies are <laughs> no longer <laughs> no longer conducting research. So I'm just gonna open it up with like a, a statement, a broad statement. Um, just because 
I have my opinions about the case, and I feel like you had your opinions about the case. I feel like everybody else should have an opinion about the case, especially if you live in Mississippi. You should definitely have some feelings about the case. He is um, to the point where he is not saying that he did anything wrong. Brett has, is sticking to the fact that he had no knowledge of what was going on. Uh, the article from CNN basically says that Favre had no control whatsoever of how the funds were being spent, how they were being issued. Um, he did not have any reason to know where the funds were coming from and why they were, how they were being misused. So he does not um, believe that he should be charged. Personally, I think that's a lie. Do you think that's a lie? Yeah, I feel like I feel like the text message alone showed okay does nobody will know that this tracks back to me right okay i don't want to be in jail we can't keep doing this like he was warned multiple times that if they were found bad things were happening mm -hmm. so what does that mean you're not supposed to have this money mm -hmm. it's literally that simple so for him to still be trying to escape wrongdoing because he didn't know where the funds came from there are text messages where you directly ask the governor. You directly talk to the people over these foundations. You know that these foundations weren't built to enhance the school. So you're guilty and he should be criminally charged. This article also stated that he has not been criminally charged yet, which is the wildest part to me because we have text messages of direct correspondence about this money and how it's not supposed to go here. So. Yeah, he's been named in the lawsuit as somebody that, you know, received money from this entity but has not been criminally charged yet. All in all, the Brett Favre case has not been concluded in my opinion. Um, I hope that we are able to see justice for the people in Mississippi. I know KB feels similar. Uh, as this case continues, it will be interesting to see how much media attention it gets outside of the fact that he was a former football player. We would love to hear y'all's uh, opinions about the article. You can leave us messages. You can leave us a like. You can go ahead and follow the show pages. Make sure you follow our show pages, Hood Health Report on Instagram and Facebook, and on Twitter, Hood Health Pod. And if you want to see our beautiful faces, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. It's on KVENT channel with the Hood Health Report playlist. That's all for today, guys. Great.